scary test for the average citizen because this affects real people, but it, it should be studied intensely and not fucking ignored. Which I hope, right? I don't, I don't want to see people suffer. I've seen enough fucking suffering. Fuck. It's tiring. The Tykeens podcast contains language that may be offensive to your sensibilities. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the collapse of private credit. Is this the end or just another flip in the road? Find out next. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Ty Keens. We're going to talk about the collapse in private credit. Um, The numbers were a little bit disappointing down in the United States. Is this the beginning of an issue? Um, We all know that private credit is actually a driver of aggregate demand. Um, This could be an issue. This goes into a lot of Steve Keen's work. Um, The question is, is physical spending going to... So what's happening right now? And Doug really points this out. Doug, the MMT macro trader, is we are seeing the inverse, right? Because interest rates are so high. Um that there's no need for the expansion of private credit. It's driving uh, um, income or there's a channel of income coming from uh, the debt or the interest being paid on security, government securities. This is a tough economy. It's going to be a, a, a scary test for the average citizen because this affects real people, but it, it should be studied intensely and not fucking ignored. So there's two sides to where this goes. One one side is that the physical aspect, so the government spending on interest payments on higher interest prices on their assets they put out into the economy um, will offset um, the decline in credit. Um, and aggregate demand will probably, you know, be equal, all things, all other things being equal. Um, the other side of that is, is that the drop in private credit is so strong that it overwhelms any extra benefits of the additional government spending on interest um, going into the economy. And aggregate demand drops. Um, Steve's work has shown a lot, a lot of uh, correlation um, between you know, negative credit when it finally goes negative um, and recessions. And that's a possibility. Um, one thing I'm looking, I'm waiting for the data to come into Canada. So Canada, we have like 200%, you know, private debt ratio, private to debt GDP, GDP ratio versus uh, whatever it is down in the States, 100%. Um, so the servicing aspects are, the dynamics there are far different. Um, so it's, it's scarier for a Canadian um, to kind of start seeing this data come in. And our interest rates really follow. Um, so the Bank of Canada despite that they claim they don't, they really do follow the Federal Reserve. Um, and that's a lot to do with the import, export, and capital import and exports, right, to remain competitive. Um, that's why we follow the Federal Reserve. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting once I see the data um, for Canada, uh, what's going on. And I think it's not, I think the, the, the U.S. is in a far, far secure place if this, gets worse and there's no rebound um, in private credit, which I hope, 
right? I don't, I don't want to see people suffer. I've seen enough fucking suffering. Fuck. It's tiring. I, I just every fucking place I see suffering. So I don't want to see that. Um, and I'm hoping for, for the U.S.'s, um, you know, sanity, because they are a global leader, that um, because their, their private levels are so low right now or relatively low compared to, let's say, Canada, uh, won't impact them as much. But up here, I'm going to be looking at data like home foreclosures, right? Not being able to service the debt load that they have um, and things of that like. And I also just want to see the credit numbers, right? Does it go negative? It is, um, it is a tough, tough situation, right? I, um, you have to ask, you know, the interest channel that the government is providing through extra interest payments, that income, what is happening, right? Where is it going, right? And is it going to be spent into the economy to create some sort of trickle-down effect versus private credit drying up? Right and losing that consumption aspect because private credit is driving consumption, consumer consumption, household. Right, it is. It's driving home sales. Right, and we've kind of built this bubble again, another housing bubble. Right, um, if you know, this is an area that you know, me and MMT. It's it's not that I don't don't. Um, disagree with them, but I need to see now. I need to see. We are, what's different from 2008 is federal, the federal, like let's look down in the United States, the federal debt level is higher. So the effects of higher interest rates are are more extreme for the interest channel and income, right? Um, so there's a different dynamic there. You can never perform the same test, right? That you had, you know, post 2008, you create even the best heterodox tests, right? They're obsolete now. They're obsolete. Um, so it's going to be interesting, right? I think it really comes down to does uh, private credit continue dropping? Because eventually that will overwhelm any benefits from physical uh, spending. It just will, right? Because private credit is really directly focused at consumption, which drives our economies. It's wrong. It's resource intensive and it's, it's fucking up our environment. But right now it is the stability of our nations, right? Housing, right? The value of your house, right? The equity you have, right? That's a, a big problem. If, if anything, we can all agree on is that central banks are achieving breaking something. They finally are getting to the point where they're going to fucking break something. It's it's fast. Uh, Ideally, ironically, when we saw this uh, inflationary pattern build up, the government should have just spent both in Canada, the United States, and European countries, and the UK and Australia, government should have been investing um, in do- domestic production, right? And supply chains, supply chains to fortify them, right? To address the actual issue in inflation, the core issue of inflation, which is supply. 
that didn't happen. The other approach has uh, been taken. Let's just destroy output. Right? It's it's struggling to maintain a supply chain as it is, so let's just fuck it up real good. And that's the approach we took. It's fucked up. Um, but yeah, I'm watching it. I'm watching it, you know. I know Steve Keen has kind of been waiting for kind of these first signs. And it's really, it's early going. It's early going what the dynamics c- carry on. Um, for instance, if for some reason physical the physical side stops injecting as much money does private credit return, and what are th- those dynamics? If uh, the physical spending increases, so there's actual government spending, not just interest income going in, which is really highly dubious on what that income does when it's in the private sector because it's being held in the majority in the financial sector, which is fucked up, right? It is, it is one, it is our ill of capitalism. It is the ill of the market system. (laughs) It was born from capitalism though. How fucking ironic is that? Um, you know, what happens? You know, what happens to, to private credit then? So does private credit continue to drop? And is that a good thing? Is that a good thing, depending on, the, for instance, the United States, because then people can really get a handle on their debt load. You know, interest rates are higher and they have to service that, but maybe they're just not increasing it, right? And that brings stability. On the flip side, up here in Canada, we have a massive debt load that has to be serviced, right? And the only way out of it is paying it off over a long period of time. So that th- those effects aren't going to happen overnight or defaulting, which that's Armageddon, right? That's true Armageddon, like mass defaults I'm talking about. So it's, it's you know, something that's popped on my radar. radar. You know, I need more data. Um, I'm just counting a lot right now on a lot of other people's opinions. I'm just kind of watching, right, what, what people are saying about it. Um, if you exclude, if you just, you know, perform a mathematical test and you just do a look at the private sector, this is really fucking bad. Okay. When you add the physical, physical side, it really muddies the water because, okay, where's the physical spending going? Is it going to replace um, consumption by consumers? Is it going to support housing prices? Is it going to prevent people from de- defaulting, right? It becomes a, a lot muddier, right? And it's because the debt level is changing, the dynamics change, right? So we, we don't have, we can't look at 2008, let's say, at the United States, because it's completely inverse. There's the debt, private debt levels were fucking skyrocketing back then, right? That was an issue back then. That created an issue. Meanwhile, uh, the, the federal debt level is extremely um, low. Well, it's a, a lot higher, so everything's inverse. So you say, well, it's the inverse of what happened before. But obviously, if you're uh, study complex systems, you know, that's the easy answer and not the reality answer. So it's, it is on my, if you are, if you're an armchair a chair economist out there, this is what you should be looking at right now in this moment. It's what you should be looking at, right? Just watch the d- data come in. And I hope that you are not one of those individuals that are straddled with debt, right? 
So I don't think this is a good period, obviously, with rising interest rates. It's not good to be straddled with debt. You know, I'll be expecting an adjustment in my uh, mortgage rate here in two years. I was in a five-year fixed uh, mortgage. So I will have to uh, deal with it, right? So it hits us all, you know. So that's that's what's going on. Um, I think um, it's driven uh, partly because there is some physical support going on by the government and also because interest rates are higher, right? And it's not because monetarily they're, you know, a point three, you know, 400 basis point higher. You have to actually think and like in, re- in relative to interest rates historically, they're still relatively low. They're at normal. Um, people will still take out loans, right? That's a cost of taking out a loan if it can be productive. What's being effective is people that are taking out loans, but it's not for productive need. Getting a new fridge, financing a new fridge from your appliance company. Well, you got your old fridge. So is your output, is your productivity as a household going to be better, right? That's Those things will start to, okay, I'm not going to take out credit. Um, for that fridge at this point. It's, it doesn't make sense, right? The cost of borrowing has gone up. Whereas other thing in the business sector, okay, the cost is more g- going up. We'll probably pass that along to the consumer. There might be very little effect, in my opinion, with these because the, the interest rates are low. And I'm just postulating here. I just, I've got, I've got my model I've been working on. I did an update for my Patreon-only uh, members. I actually did a video right before this one um, and I'm just kind of heavily focused in that and not at, in the short term um, kind of situations. I, I'm kind of taking my cues from uh, Douglas, the MMT macro trader, um, just because he's data driven, right? Uh, me and him may not agree on everything, but he provides the data, right? He's putting together a narrative with data. So I suggest you, uh, you just look at MMT macro trader, wherever you are on social media, YouTube. Um, I'll always plug that guy. I love him like a brother. Um, so I've been watching him, right? You know, and I'm I'm waiting. You know, I'll talk to Steve, you know, about it. You know, I'm always talking to him. So I'll talk to Steve Keen about it. I'll see what his opinion is. You know, it'll be interesting to see what Warren Mosler says, right? He's um, he's a big advocate that interest rates are really supporting um, the economy right now. Um so it'll be interesting to see what his perspective is, um, what the trade-off is, if there is any trade-off, or if he's not worried or he is worried. So, you know, I'll look out for his tweets. These are people that you should, you know, if you're going to look to economists, which I don't recommend you ever do, really. And the whole aggregate of the world, you should be looking at climate scientists right now. That's probably your best bet if you want to read into the future. Not, not Nordhaus either. Not 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 him or Toll or any of those other bozos that are like neoclassical economists doing climate science, but like real climate scientists. Um, but if you are going to listen to some economists, Steve Keen, Warren Mosler, um, I don't agree with them all the time either. I, sometimes I think they're off base. I do. I don't agree with them all the time. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's it it's it's something. I think, like I said, if you're an armchair economist, this is something you should be looking into, right? Because it not not only is it affecting the economy in aggregate in some way, in some fact, it actually affects you 
directly, right? This is going to directly affect you, right? I think, I don't think it right, uh, interests, at this point, if you wanted to de crush demand um, to lower inflation, though I don't see that that's what's happened. I see the endogenous nature of inflation. Inflation's just gone back down and supply constraints have rela relaxed. I don't see much of a connection with interest rates other than interest rates are going to break um, um, aggregate demand. So what I'm trying to say is we would have saw a decline in inflation. We just would have saw it without any move in interest rates. That's my opinion. That's my, my true opinion. Now, what inflation interest rates going up now? It'll probably break the fucking economy, you know. Unless that interest channel from the government is strong enough to support it, right? And the, there's different dynamics going on. You cannot take what's happening today and look at what happened yesterday or ten years ago, twenty years ago, right? Because the economy is always moving. And this is um, something I talked about last week and fundamental constants, right? We just don't have those in place. So we don't have controls in our models. So we can test at different time periods. Just not there. That's why I say don't listen to economists really right now because if they're going to turn to their models, their models are going to be wrong because their models are going to be based on the last historic situation, which was uh, 2008. And their models are going to be wrong because it's there's completely different dynamics going on. And I don't have the model right now. Like, I don't. And even if I wanted to create one, takes, it takes a couple of months, right, to really look at the data and create a, an actual quantitative model. And in my case, using system dynamics, it takes a couple months. And that would be on my own and very difficult. So unless there's, you know, some organization out there that wants to send me 10 grand, Go fuck yourself. Make your your own model. You can watch my tutorials on my YouTube channel. You can make your own model. Use Minsky. Minsky. Sourceforge.net slash Minsky. Go download it. Plug to Minsky. I can plug them. It's my show. <laughs> you know, tough, tough week on social media. You know, very, very toxic place, you know. I don't think people are toxic. I think um, the dynamics of interaction on social media is toxic. So I've just learned, and I'm not going to say much about this. I've learned I, I just block the toxic stuff. That's what I got to do. I um, got off Facebook and Instagram back in 2017. I had enough of the toxic stuff, and that was mostly with family. <laughs> You know, that was mostly enough of that shit, right? And then um, about a year ago, I, I just, I had connected with Steve Keen. So I wanted a Twitter account and I could follow his kind of social media. You know, I had no followers. Um, then I did a YouTube channel, right? And everything just grew from there, right? Um, and I had a group of people that, you know, showed love right away because I put out a certain thing on my YouTube, right? And I got a... So I was always, you know, that, that toxic worry if I say the wrong thing, right, to the one group of people that, you know, I would lose, you know, any, like, voice that I had. That's long past, right? I've, I have, you know, people from all different walks of life that follow me, right, from different aspects of science. So, yeah, 
if uh, my advice, and this is kind of going off topic, but if social media is becoming toxic to you, remove the toxic parts, right? Or just leave social media. It's not worth it. Not fucking worth it. No, not worth it. But yeah, um, aggregate demand. Private credit. I'm watching that, and I want I want everybody else to watch it. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't want to make I don't want to make predictions. The more scientific I become, the more I realize I understand why scientists kind of vague, you know, on giving yes or no answers, right? Because there's probability involved, right? You know, and one person might come up with a conclusion, and it might not match that conclusion, but doesn't necessarily they weren't aiming in the right direction or anything, but. You know how this world is. You know it's it's so black and white, right? So if you're you're not spot on with your predictions, you are wrong. You are chastised for it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna venture into that. It's, if I can explore some dynamics over the coming months about the issue, I'll, I'll definitely do it. But I don't know where it's gonna go. This is a, a new phase in capitalism. Every day is a new phase in capitalism. It's an unstable system. <laughs> That's what we love. <laughs> uh, you know, that's what we love. Makes me kind of think, you know, I've always, I, I'm a capitalist, I guess at heart, right? A mixed, ca- you know, a mixed capitalist. I believe in, so. I'm Canadian, right? So I believe in social programs. So I believe in social aspects, right? But for the de- large degree, I like the idea that I could go out and make something and sell it at the price that I want to try to advertise it at and try to get that price. If it doesn't work out, I'll have to address, uh, adjust my price and try to you know, sell it. I like that. But as I get older, um, it's starting to change. I'm starting to question, you know, because when we live in a paradigm like the Prax, Prax Americana, um, or Pax Americana. You start to think this is the way it's always since World War II. You start to think it's this is the way it's always going to be, right? Capitalism will always be, and mm-hmm. anything short of that, it must mean the world has fallen apart, and there will be no happiness. You will have no happiness because the world you see and feel and exist in today is gone. And that's where you felt happiness before. If that changes, then you don't feel happiness in the new world. Well, that is a fallacy of thinking. I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. Any psychologist watching, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the, the human dynamics of feelings in relative to what I'm saying. Um, so I'm starting to think, you know, capitalism's probably... Uh, it's probably best to evolve out of it, right? It doesn't mean there won't be some sort of market dynamic out there and people can go do what they love and try to give it to other people and people will try to give them money to have it. I don't think that disappears, but I think the whole capitalist structure, you know, especially the financial sector, you know, I don't, I don't see it as a use. If we are intelligent beings and we are trying to solve climate tra- uh, cl- the climate crisis and we are trying to move forward as a species to become better, then capitalism, I don't think, is part of that. Like, it's, it's an unstable system, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, others could say communism is unstable. I would say communism is is simply a dead system. It basically, if it is a complex system, it has its dynamics and then it broke. You know, especially for the Soviet Union, and it would what it would have broke because uh, the government wasn't efficient at providing the products that the people actually wanted. Right. So you were shortages of what people needed and demanded. Right, the government couldn't couldn't keep up. I always hit this thing. Um, maybe maybe that's the collapse of communism. So we can't. I don't think we can go to that right with so many people on the planet. Um, and maybe maybe another reason why we could never go to that is capitalism has given us so many products and so many choices. Right. So there might be a bit of a, an addictive nature that uh, to that the addictive nature to consuming different things 20 different brands of toilet paper and they all feel the same at least the two ply stuff one ply might there might be some issues with the one ply stuff um but all of this uh, why i say why we need to move on look at what's happening right now with uh, for instance being concerned about private credit and how private credit adds to aggregate demand, and how we base our society on consumer consumption. It's not working. It's not working. We're going through these cycles every so many years. You know? Well, so I want, I, I, just as I get older, I start becoming more amendable that, that capitalism doesn't have to exist into the future. But that doesn't mean there won't be some sort of market system where people can share what they've created and other people can come in and buy it. I'm sure that, that'll exist. The markets, markets have been existing in one form of a, uh, for another throughout human history, thousands of years, right? We've gone through these different stages of human evolution and economic systems but they've still been in place um so me and uh what's his name that i blocked have an agreement on that we can move move beyond capitalism um and still be happy um and we can have many different ideas from many different people many different policies um, and they don't have to be mutually exclusive. You know, it's not just one or the other. You can bring all those great ideas together and move forward into a new world. We could do that. I don't see it happening tomorrow. Not unless we fucking blow up the internet and get rid of this divisiveness. It's fucking harsh. You know. Everybody, thanks for, you know, I'm still getting Patreon subscribers. I'm shocked by that. Thank you. You know, I really appreciate that. I appreciate the people doing the cup of coffee thing. Appreciate that. Um, that really helps. Helps me um, kind of do the modeling stuff, right? Justify doing it monetarily, I guess. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, at, at Tykeens. YouTube at Tykeens. You know, my tutorial videos are there. You know, this podcast is there. If you want to listen to me in the car, you know, I'm on Spotify, um, the Tykeens podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, 
what's the other one? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts seems to be the, the biggest one um, for when I look at my statistics or my, they call it insights. <laughs> insights. <laughs> Go figure. Um, yeah, it seems like Apple has always been, I guess it's been the dominant thing for listening to podcasts. So if you want to do the listening route, um, you know, I'm all over there. If you want to do the watching route, I'm on my YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, hit that notification. If you're watching this video, you know, tell me what you think. You know, what is, you know, is is government spending, and especially in this case, you know, interest income going to overcome um, the decline in private credit if that continues? And are they inversely related? Is there a causation there? You know, and does that causation and correlation hold? To what degrees do they hold? You know, I'd, you know, you, I always reply: trolls, lovers, love, lovers. Um, I'll reply to them all, right? So you know, hit me up in the comments, um, and if you're listening on a podcast, find me on Twitter. Hit me up. Let me know. Let me know. It's, it's interesting. Do the stuff interest me? Right? The dynamics of it. It's fascinating. How can you not be fascinated by such an interesting, complex system that we can actually influence through our decisions? Not like the universe and like supernovas and, you know, galaxies colliding. That is exogenous and we are not influencing that. But the economy, it's a complex system like the universe um, with, you know, atoms, literally atoms interacting, right, that you can push and move. You know, let me know about it. Hit the like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell um, so you know when these podcasts are happening. It's been a joy. I'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.